listening to me? What do you want to do with your life? I want to rock. I would tell you it's, it's outrageous still. Because it glorifies, glamorizes, and packages evil. Yeah, but all that cares about is dark and brutal. Shut up and listen to the wail of my fancy fingers. I only plays metal. You're listening to The Metal Show from WCRX 88.1 FM Chicago, a Columbia College radio station. I'm the Exalted Ikizor. And I'm the Reverend of Volume, Chris Mezek. And I think we have a theme for this week's show. We're dealing with mostly, entirely reviews. Yeah, but the type of reviews of new records that have the potential to entirely polarize an audience. What I mean by that is taking a fan base of a band and just straight up splitting it down the middle. We're reviewing the new records from Big Business, Mind the Drift, got the new 1349, Revelations of the Black Flame, Suffocation, Blood Oath, and the new Coalesce album, a reunion slash comeback album of sorts. It's called Ox. Let's get into it. That's the sound of the third full-length release from Big Business, Mind the Drift. This record shows the band expanding on, on its sound by officially adding a third member and guitar player in Toshi Kasai. You know, let's see what we get when we add a new dynamic to a band who already did a lot with only just a little. This is Eyes Have It from Big Business on The Metal Show. Break 
That's a tune called Eyes Have It from the brand new big business record, Mind the Drift. And uh, I'm going to come right out and say this record was a big disappointment for me. That's surprising. I, you know, I think the addition <laughs> of this uh, new guitarist, Toshi Kasai, I don't know. It's like they should be playing with Les Claypool. You know, I feel like that's the yeah. kind of guitarist that he is. He shouldn't be playing with a massive sludge band like yeah. Big Business. And I think he adds a sort of quirky sort of Frank mentality. Yeah. Except like I don't know, I uh, it doesn't it doesn't gel with me. And throughout the whole album it, it pretty much bugs me. There's some good stuff on here. Uh I really like the tune uh I got it online and uh theme from Big Business Part Two. Mm, nice doomy one. Is really good. But by and large, the rest of this record just completely went over my head. See, I don't feel like Big Business is necessarily doing anything that much different. It's not that they've never, ever had a guitar on any of their albums. Because no. they definitely yeah. have. This album, they're just officially adding Toshi, who has been their touring guitarist for a few years now, I believe, um, onto this record, which he also brings, you know, the organ that we hear on Eyes Have It, stuff like that. It is a whole new dynamic to a band who used to tour just with a bass player and drums. And I think what they're trying to do is, you know, they don't want to be the Melvin's rhythm section. They want to yeah. be big business. You know, they, this is, I feel like they, this is their album where they're really expanding on their already, like their ability to already write catchy songs. You know, it all started with carp when, uh, Jared Willis was in, I'm sorry, Jared Warren was in that band. You know, he's always been expanding on his vocal expression too, which on this album, I feel he really hit a nice stride. His voice sounds great. Yeah. And it's, it's always been really catchy. And I think there's that's some really interesting four part or three part harmonies on this record. too. Yeah. Without a doubt with each member of the band singing, like I thought like songwriting wise, this is definitely another step up for big business who I feel have been really great songwriters. I mean, here come the water, works was a virtually untouchable album as far as you know just really punchy straight to the point songs um this as the melvin's right rhythm section and that's my thing with this like i really liked big business as the melvin's rhythm section you know yeah and i just think this record is is a little too quirky for me Hmm. you know it's uh, like i said i feel like toshi kasai would fit in better playing with you know one of Les Claypool's ridiculous kind of yeah, kind yeah. of jam bands, you know? Yeah. So I, for that reason, I really can't give this record any horns. See, I think what ended up happening on this record is it's, I still feel it's definitely big business, but as far as the production on this album goes, that was the most surprising part is yeah. that, um, in the past, you know, it's definitely bass and drums with a little bit of guitar. A lot more low end. Yeah, but on this album, the guitar ended up being louder than the bass, you know? Like, they, they should have... They should have just, like, kept it, you know... I don't know, but again, it, it all comes down to them wanting to expand their sound, because I really love this record. I felt like this was big business at some of their catchiest. Again, I, I did like the fact that it was quirky. You know, a song like Cats and Mice was just sounds like this really bizarre, almost blue oyster cult, yeah. tongue-in-cheek sort of songwriting style. Um, I'm going to give this double horns. They're an awesome band, and I'm glad to see them really distancing themselves from being the Melvin's rhythm section. I'm not one to give an A for effort, so I'm giving it no horns. <laughs> Back in the 
tune called Maggot Fetus Teeth Like Thorns from the uh, brand new 1349 record. It's my grandma's favorite song. Revelations of the Black Flame. And I think that's uh, probably the only track on this record that sounds like the 1349 (laughs) that you know. You know, the one that had been constantly building up to Hellfire, which was just an unrelenting, awesome piece of of Norse core, essentially. This record is... I, I, what's the official status of Tom G. Warrior on this record? He, he co-mixed He co-mixed, it. but he's really good friends with the band and mainly the vocalist, I, Robin. Um, you know, they toured together. So it's it's not it's not completely unfair to say that Tom G. Warrior, one of the godfathers of black metal, yeah. had an influence on this record. A considerable influence. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that every discerning black metal fan is trying to figure out this record. So I think we're going to take a stab at doing just that by playing a track that's uh, actually a Pink Floyd cover. This is 1349 doing Set the Controls for the Heart of the Sun.
arguably the scariest cover of Set the Controls for the Heart of the Sun. And by quite possibly one of the most nonsensical, but go on. Yeah, by none other than 1349. And if you're sitting there going like, well, where's the blast beats? The entire album pretty much sounds like that cover, which is already coming from a band you would never associate with black metal whatsoever, Pink Floyd. Yeah. Um, you know, the band made it pretty clear that this was going to be a different record but i think i know exactly what people felt like listening to an album like blessed are the sick from morbid angel when it first came out after a really crazy fast album like altars of madness that is a good point and being like what hold on they're slow hold on wait this is the band who at one point was the fastest black metal band you know rivaled yeah. maybe only by like anil nothrock but they're using a drum machine you right. know so you could make all these arguments whatever um, blistering Norse core. Yeah, but right off the bat with this album, you get the opening track, which I thought was just, you know, one of those intros that every black metal band seems to do. But I love this intro, though. It was really it cool. It was like, it built up, and then you just get that that riff, that... What's really funny, And it just keep, keeps on building, and then... It dissipates. Yeah, you're expecting the blast beat moment. Like, yeah. good, that was an awesome intro track. I'm ready for blast beats, and you get all psyched for it, and then the drums come in, and then it... It's Does, a doom song. What? Like, you're just kind <laughs> of like, like, hold on, this is 1349. Like, midway through this album, like, you know, I almost forgot I was listening to 1349 because, you know, this is for all intents and purposes of ambient record, you know? Yeah, it's like there's there's one song that is clearly 100% the 1349 that you of know. Of course. And then you've got a bunch of completely unrelated ambient interludes, mm -hmm. a Pink Floyd cover, and a couple of blackened Doom tracks. Right. And it's like, there's <laughs> there's no connective tissue between them at all, yeah. which was what was really problematic with this for me. There's, there's zero sense of momentum on this record. Yeah. It just kind of goes, oh, now it's another song, right? And, like, it's com and, it's, and it completely disrupts the flow. I feel like they had a bunch of really interesting ideas. Oh, for and they sure. And they just didn't know how to lay them out. Yeah. You know? I feel like they could have done, like, the... Uh like the tune Misanthropy, mm. where you kind of get that that uh, that camera rolling in the background and the and the sort of subtle piano yeah, touches. Yeah. You probably could have done an entire album based around that sort of motif, you know. Yeah. But at, at, you know, at, at, at just a you know a three minute song, which is followed by another seven minute yeah. ambient song, it it doesn't gel at all. Yeah, like you know, I'm definitely a doom fiend, and I love like the slower kind of black metal what actually surprised me on this album was like oh well at the at the very least they probably just sound like satiricon on this album nope. but that wasn't the case <laughs> even this though they is, have frost on drums who is the most course. underutilized uh, yeah, member which, of the band on this album at one point he he was the like reason you listen to this band in a way because he was putting on such an insane performance yeah. on the past three albums not to mention the vocals of Robin are actually pretty disappointing in the sense he feels very restrained on this album yeah he's one of the sickest sickest vocalists you know from the past three albums that 1349 did you know that just like complete and utter abandon of like all hope for saving your vocal cords type of singing you know yeah. on this album you know it's there kind of um, 
what a confusing album. <laughs> I don't you know, like, you know I what? just don't know what to a make of, of me, it. Yet. A part of me is so confused that I want to uh, forego my my earlier policy of not giving A's for effort and just give this a one horn because it's like it's so out there for this band, you yeah. know. And and it's clear that you know. <clears throat> Black metal, I think metal should definitely be pushing boundaries. Of course. But you, sh- you should pick a direction that you want to push it in. Yeah. And I think this album, this album is, is completely directionless, but it's not bad. Like, none of this is no. bad, so that's why I have to give it one horn. The only stigma is that it is 1349. You know, this is the band well, who's been playing fast for so long for them to you know make such a drastic switch because it really is like when i was hearing the initial like thoughts and like whatever about this album you know people were saying this is a different 1349 and i'm expecting oh they slowed down a little bit but this right. is you know this is a completely different undertaking in and of itself you know that being said it's a, it's a fantastic sounding record it definitely i feel like they really tried to put you into the mood of the album you know again it, it does kind of like hit or miss along the way yeah. um you know listening through it like maybe the third time through i was skipping the ambient interludes and you know but that really leaves you with like five or six solid songs one of which is a cover yeah i have to give this one horn too just for sheer check this out if you get what i'm talking about when i say blessed are the sick you know (laughs) definitely check out this album because now i understand what it would have been like hearing that album for the first time without a doubt this is just confusing who knows how i'll feel at the end of the year but for now it's worth a listen That track comes from their new release, Ox. An interesting thing I have to bring up, you know, the mid-90s when I think about what music was coming out, um, a really interesting thing was happening where bands were taking this sort of punk rock rawness with the aggression, but the technical, you know, that expertise of metal, just the over-the-top. The mathematics. Yeah, the musicianship, you know, and putting an emphasis on that. So I'm talking about bands like Today is the Day, Converge, Dillinger, Escape Plan, you know, just totally over-the-top stuff. And one of the best bands out of that whole period was Coalesce. Um, this band, I feel a lot of bands have stolen from them Oh yeah. Over well, I mean, time. Converge and Botch, like they name drop Coalesce as, yeah. as a major influence. You know, and and this band too, they've had their issues. They've split up before. They got back together. Then they split up again. Lots of lineup changes yeah, in between. You know, their their album uh, Revolution and Just Listening was actually recorded without any of the band members making any sort of contact. They just recorded their parts separately. So weird stuff. Um, so now we're in the year 2009. Coalesce has been back for a few years, touring, playing a couple shows, whatnot. Finally, we have an album. So let's just see if maybe this time they're here to stay because um, their 
arguably a very, very important band in the shape of a lot of music that's come out over the past few years as far as its influence Metalcore. On, yeah. Yeah. The dreaded, there. The dreaded most you maligned I, genre of metal. I was trying metal. really hard to avoid saying that word because that word alone has its own connotations just because it's changed so much over the years. So let's do a song called Purveyor of Novelty and Nonsense. This is Coalesce from their new release, Ox. I am a fatigue who fills This thing with memory Addicted with a swim My struggle is too deep But with what could be the pain With family lessons I put the brain in the mouth Of my best and my soul If this thing were done then It will be the first They, they effectively, uh, if you had to pin it down to one band, you really have to pin it on, on Coalesce. Yeah. To, to a large extent. 
and it's I had such a hard time getting into this album because really? I've had I've had the last yeah I've had all the all of the you know we, we I mentioned it you know metalcore just being one of the most maligned genres for in, in extreme music you yeah. know you either really you either really dig it or you're completely slagging it yeah. at every single opportunity and with good reason there's yeah. a lot of recycled just crap that's come out of that genre to the point of near near total saturation. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I had trouble with this, because that saturation was still there. And yeah. I was still, you know, this is this is a solid record. Yeah. Like there's there's a lot of really good stuff on here. It was just really hard for me to listen to. See, it's it's funny because I, I think about those early coalesce releases, which are really, really good stuff. And, you know, if that was considered metalcore at the time, the definition of metalcore has definitely changed in 10 years. You know, a lot of bands, yeah. it's because yeah. Coalesce, they were almost like straddling that boundary between, you know, what was going on in like grindcore at the time. You know, this is also the same period of time where Napalm Death was sounding more like a band like Coalesce than they were sounding like Napalm Death. I suppose. You know, uh, to the point where they both bands did put out a 7-inch together, which made total sense at the time in, like, 1997. That being said, you know, Coalesce, like I said, a lot of bands have just stolen from them and changed the definition of what this music was to begin with. Although I I would really want to know what Coalesce thinks about being labeled a metalcore band. You know, I get the impression that they really don't care. And that's why why I like this record. You know, I, I get the feeling that they're... Mo, yeah, is to write some songs, yeah. man. You know, and and I get like I get that that impression. These guys are 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 doing what they like, you know. For yeah. example, like a tune like Wild Ox Moan, which you know sort of starts <laughs> yeah. with a country intro. You know, that was I was cool, like, yeah, I was like, I don't know what to think of this, and and it gets moving, and it gets and it gets it gets good. Yeah, you know what I noticed about this album too? There really isn't much of like silence going on on this album there a lot of stuff just happens one right after another which is great because the thing See, about, i think they i think they padded it a little bit with regards to interludes uh-huh. you know like uh the, there's one like when uh when satire sours yeah that you know that's that they they do try to break it up a little bit but there's always something going on and i think that's what keeps the album pushing forward um really well um because a lot of their past releases, well, a lot of them, all like two or three of them, <laughs> uh, like Give Them Rope or Revolution and Just Listening, uh, Coalesce isn't the type of band where you get songs stuck in your head necessarily. They're, they're more, you put them on and they're really awesome in the moment that you're listening to them because their albums, you know, they're pretty much meant to be listened to start to finish. They're not very long. No. They're designed to just like give you this audio experience of some really twisting kind of off time sort of jazz influenced like time signature stuff. But still really hardcore. Yeah, definitely. Oh, without a doubt. Um, I have to give this double horns. This album was awesome you know i think this i will be showing this album to just people i i know you know and asking them have you heard the new coalesce yeah. like it's really good like i don't care what you think about whatever subgenre of metal you're into like this is just some really good stuff really good playing and i'm excited to see that this band is back and like i said hopefully this time they're here to stay because they never really went away it was just stupid issues within the band that prevented them from recording any albums yeah. pretty much I'm going to have to agree with you on this one. I, I'm going to give it double horns as well, even, despite the difficulty that I had getting into it. It's, yeah. it's definitely a rewarding listen. 
his dismal dream, a tune from the seventh full-length album from the pioneers of brutal death metal. We're talking about suffocation. Yar. And, you know, since this band reformed in 2002, it's been nothing but quality. Let's see if they can keep their momentum going with a tune from their new album, Blood Oath. It's called Marital Decimation.
Cat's marital decimation a song for anyone who's ever fantasized about killing their wife and sticking their head up their uterus. Uh-huh. Brand new suffocation from Blood Oath. Um, okay, suffocation. Really, really good band. You bring up Pierce from Within to any death metal head. You know, the reaction's usually the same. Oh, I it's, love it's, that album. That album rules. Ah. Good reason. You know, and then a couple years ago, Suffocation got back together, Souls to Deny. Pretty awesome album. It was like, good to have you back, Suffocation. I personally had a problem with their self-titled I thought album. it was awesome. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was kind of like... All right, I get it. Uh, suffocation. <laughs> you know, it wasn't as exciting. And then Blood Oath happened, and it kind of felt like listening to a really brutal fart. Um, <laughs> nothing about this album really stood out. It's it's far from a bad album. That's not what I'm trying to say by calling it a fart. I mean, like, it's one of those albums that <laughs> after you've, like, listened to Suffocation before, uh, you know, this is just another Suffocation album that... There was nothing that really makes me want to go back to it immediately. You know, after that first time I listened to it, it was one of those shoulder shrug albums where it was like, oh, all right. Like, you know, I'm kind of in a similar boat, except I have to say that just like I know from the first track, Blood Oath. See, that's the thing. They tend to set a sort of they set they set the bar really high really early on their albums. You yeah. know, they don't they don't pussyfoot around and, you know, from you know, just the way the first track starts, that that's what the rest of the album is going to be like. Yeah, and it's you know, it's it's tricky to make ten brutal technical death metal songs interesting over you know the course Definitely. of however long this album is. Yeah, and I, I think they they don't quite keep it interesting, but at the same time, you know, like I I'll I'll if it comes on and shuffle, pretty much any song is is solid. Yeah. From, you know, from start to finish, uh, you know, Frank, right down, you know, ever since they got their original drummer back. Yeah. That's when, that's when it's just like, all right, I can, I can, I can deal with this. Yeah. And of course, Frank Mullen. <laughs> I He's mean, pretty awesome. Like, yeah. you, you, you can't, I, I don't know anyone else who can make, you know, death metal, put more personality into their grunts. Yeah. I mean, again, this is definitely a suffocation album. If you're already a fan, you know, I, we don't have to tell you to go and get the new suffocation you probably already got it or you're going to get it whatever me personally though yeah like this album really strong start first two tracks are just awesome but then after that i realized oh wow it's track seven like what (laughs) happened to everything in between like i really couldn't tell you any of the song titles after that or what was happening in the music you know for the amount of time that they spent it's been three years since the self-titled album came out and they've been touring pretty consistently this album almost has that weird kind of phoned in lazy feel where it's just like well we're suffocation so we just play death metal like we'll just write this album i'm not gonna go that far but i am gonna give this one horn just because it is it is a beefy difficult to digest kind of album Mm mm-hmm I'm I'm still not not giving it any horns. I'm going to give it one horn, of course. Like it's still suffocation and I think from the very first time you saw the album cover and probably a lot of people the reaction was the same. A new suffocation album. I don't know how else to put it. I mean, if you know suffocation, you're into suffocation. It's suffocation. <laughs> <laughs> Another edition of the Metal Show. 
we're gonna be doing pretty much the same thing next week. Yeah. Looking at a nice little sort of grab bag of reviews. What are and we looking at? And it's not our fault because there's so much awesome stuff coming out that we just can't not review. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do we have next we week? We wanted to do the, Warbringer uh, this week. Yeah, but we're doing that next week. We also got uh, the new Goat Horror, um, Black Metal from the South. You know, they've, they've been a pretty consistent band, some cool stuff. This weird band that uh, people have been telling me is pretty good. So we'll have to, we'll have yeah. to figure it out. It's a band called Goes Cube. And, uh, you know, already, if you can't figure out the name of the band, that pretty much sums up what the sound of the band is going to be like. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, like, I can't figure out the name, so who knows. And then we got Voivod. Yes. Oh, yeah, that band. Man, the last Voivod album, that's really weird to consider. Well, we're going to check it out next yes, week. We are. The Metal Show is produced at WCRX 88.1 FM, a Columbia College radio station.